What's going on, Workforce? Brian and Chris here, bringing you guys some Q&A from Yoshi P, as well as a few announcements before we dive into the full Q&A. Uh, if you guys want to just check out the Reddit thread with the full Q&A without our thoughts and uh, impressions, link will be in the description. But uh, if you're excited for us about what's coming next for the 10 years of Final Fantasy XIV, that presentation is happening on the 18th at 8, uh, 8 p.m. Central. Chris will be live with dinner and hanging out with you guys. I have a prior engagement, so I will be stepping into the live stream usually probably uh, estimating around 11 central so there's probably going to be some like reveals and things like that to handle but you can go hang out with us over at twitch and uh, i think that's going to be a really exciting time uh, obviously for what is next with final fantasy 14. also guys uh, as an announcement from myself personally i did some stand-up comedy this weekend it went really really well i had a great time i've filmed a vlog about that so you can go check that out on my ginger prime vlog channel if you're so interested in it but that's that's all the plugs uh, I wanted to kind of get through. We've got Final Fantasy XIV news. Chris, what's going on with Steam before we jump into the Q&A? Uh, Steam users, you got one more hoop to jump through. At the beginning of March, so you're going to go to log in one day, and you're going to have to link your accounts. It's a one-time thing. The information has to match. Uh, for some reason, you can't do that. Reach out to support uh, for assistance. It says, please contact Steam for assistance. I assume Steam will tell you to contact Square Enix for assistance, and you get to follow that loop around for a little bit. But uh, hopefully it's no big deal. That should just pair that one more time, but just as a heads up so that you know it's coming, you Steam users out there, remember that Valentine's Day is going on right now through February 21st reset, um, and that there is a digital sale uh, to commemorate the Oceanic Data Center coming out. It's got every, it's got a bunch of mounts and cosmetics of all kinds, so uh, hop over there if you look like 20, 30% off somewhere in that ballpark. Excellent. All right, let me go ahead and add... The screen which i forgot to do earlier but it is what it is boom professional all right so we've got FanFest fest q a with yoshi p and the battle designer mr ozma hints at upcoming changes to the squadron system deep dungeon confirmed astonishment and empathy most important for creating final fantasy 14's story and world uh and so we got this great uh you know like at the end of the day i think you said it best as a part of kind of our little shenanigans show that we like to do before we actually sit down and film these videos on twitch um you know, it's pretty much putting about like everybody's probably going to take three questions. Like they're not going to be the same three. So there's going to be some stuff in here that's going to really resonate with you. There's going to be some stuff that you might hear Chris and I go kind of groan at like, okay, come on, let's get to the good stuff. Um, there is a spoiler uh, question that you can see here clearly on screen. We will uh, skip over that for those of you who have not yet uh, played through Shadowbringers. But beyond that, let's go ahead and uh... I read it in mine. You read it in yours? Cool. If you guys want to see Chris cover that question, Gaming Kinda, another plug. Let's do it. Chris, why don't you take us through the first question, because then we'll just skip to question three after that. Uh, why don't male Highlanders and male Rogadin have eyebrows? Oh, uh, they've got them, Chris. <laughs> They're just very fake. Uh, you, like, whoever asks, I'll do, we'll have the other person do the uh. answer. <laughs> I'm in a mood. I'm in a mood. Uh. I'm not going to lie. Uh, yeah, Chris, uh, they, they've got, uh, you should zoom in. You got to zoom really close in. On that. All right. This question is for Chris. Uh, are there plans for uh, mechanics that will check your skill if only uh, for, uh, the DPS is? So to rephrase that, DPS only skill checks coming for content. There are currently no plans for this. Uh, in pub groups, that's going to lead to way too much stress. Um, and that would cause something like the gorilla gimmick in A5S where you'd want uh, people, you'd want to have to choose like who could go be the gorilla. Um, 
we have seen this also more specifically just brought up in general, not by Nakagawa, but uh, Yoshi P, where he has talked about, like, this is the reason they don't want one to four man uh, extreme and savage mode dungeons, um, mythic plus type, fractal type equivalent things is because they don't actually, and even with the new PvP, they didn't want to scale it down so much um, because they don't like putting a lot of stress on the individual. They've really enjoyed the 48 and like larger man content as we look to things like the raids added with the relics and all of that. So they like going the other direction. Um, we've also lived through a handful of times that I'm sure Brian can remember where when the amount of player skill was suddenly drastically driven up mm -hmm. um, in a raid, it kind of acts as a wall until we have enough weeks of gear that those players can just be carried through or general knowledge can start to make those mechanics more commonplace. Yeah, absolutely. So, what are the favorite battles that Nagagawa has designed? Uh, Sophia, Ozma, and Eureka. Uh, when they made Sophia, Mr. Soto was developing Sephiroth, and we were interested but also frustrated if we could go that far when we saw the gimmick of Sephiroth uh, turning giant. So we reworked Sophia and came up with the scales idea. I love that. I love the fact that when we were sitting here, it's like, you, that's, I think, ideas even if it's not directly related, inspire new ideas. And uh, I've kind of been on a kick and a rant over at Ginger Prime talking about like just the fact that like having new and the fact that MMOs are actually testing out new ideas and changing things up is good because we've been kind of in this, you know, kind of this pattern for, I would say, eh, 10 years, maybe so. But now we're seeing Guild Wars 2 drop a new expansion. Now we're seeing these games kind of play. And I think it's becoming exciting to see what people come up with. And the fact that it's happening internally on their own teams, like that's that, that, that makes me happy just as a, as a player, but also it's true within, within design. So yeah. <laughs> oh, you're doing that. Interesting. Ideas just pop off anyway. Um, then they say, uh, TL note, this is why Naga is nicknamed Mr. Ozma on the Mahjong live stream last month. He couldn't make it since he was too busy working on mechanics for Dragon Song, the upcoming ultimate, uh, and his empty chair had an Ozma figure into uh, in its place. All right, a question for Chris. When a tank selects recommended gear, is there a reason it equips fighter gear? Uh, there was a problem with the class system in the prior version. However, in 6.0, this has been changed, and fighter gear... Uh, is no longer selected. Are there plans to make extreme fights with diverse patterns, such as Seat of Sacrifice? We make extreme battles to be close to Savage 1 and Savage 2 fights. I think people who like these kind of fights will also like Savage. In addition to this idea, the idea as designers that are in charge can freely make it, and that surprises us. So when it comes to this... Um, I, I, I basically, I think that's the kind of a, eh, no. Did you get the different answer out of that? Because he just basically described the design theory rather than... So I, I would have to guess this question came from somebody that likes Savage and wants more Savage. Because what happens is sometimes um, something like Diamond DX comes out and then it just falls over. And so all the Savage players who are overgeared and overqualified go in and just blast it down. And they don't really get more mechanics to enjoy. Um, and once you're farming up, like people who are farming up totems or something like that, and they're mm -hmm. in there just grinding it, they can be done blindfolded and they just do these fights until they're just blue in the face. Um, and so they're looking for that variety. They're looking for that challenge. Um, but remember like extreme is really meant to be that stepping stone from normal to savage. And it has a huge, huge ask to do that 
Um, I think it does it poorly. I think that the amount from the uh, a player who can get through normal and doesn't is not aware of how poorly they're doing normal. Somebody who's doing perfect and normal is fine, but like you are not told when you're not. So people who don't have good rotations in normal, they're getting hit by things in normal, and then they try to make it to savage. Extreme is not that much runway to take off that much that much learning. Yeah. Um, so I would not ask for anything more of extreme. I think it's already it's already being asked of quite a bit and like i think it's doing the best it can but it's 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 there's not enough extremes to get you from normal to savage at right. some point you just have to jump in and hope you don't drown mm -hmm. the uh there's no orchestra role for aorzia to choke uh to chocobo uh chocobo yeah that's right i thought i said chobobo uh are there plans uh to add it uh implementation of the songs before the orchestrian feature uh was was added uh, has been postponed the orchestral scrolls for 6.1 are already fixed uh, i'll ask those responsible if it can be added for the next patch hmm, all right there we go. so the answer sounds like that's going to be coming uh on, on its way all right question to you uh are there plans for bosses that use bigger maps or three dimensionality more uh, there are quite a lot of players expressing their wish for bosses that use the maps in more unique ways. So I think we might adopt that approach in the future. So I, whatever that ends up equaling, that's kind of interesting. I, I, I don't want it to be gimmicky stuff. I think things like Eden tw uh, E12 normal um, feel very gimmicky long term. Where like you're just jumping around oh, boom, platform to platform boom, to yeah. platform for mm -hmm. the sake of it. Um, just as a phase, and that's that phase doesn't go into savage like that. That it's just a gimmick in normal. Uh, we saw that and, with the uh, with the Greg, you know, uh, trial, etc. Or they like you transition across a map uh, for the fight, you know. In that regards, I always actually I kind of did appreciate that. I don't. I think, and also with you know, like uh, you know, very, some of the dragon, you know, trials and things like that. I don't think I want it all the time, but it's it's an interesting I don't like mechanic. Big bridge. I don't think big bridge holds up. Um, when we're walking oh, man. down, the it was so good like at the at time, though. Like, like, I, like the I know, train. right? Yeah. The train is so good when you're jumping into the car with the train. Like, I think that's so good. So, like, it can definitely be done where it feels like it's a mandatory part, mm -hmm. um, and it doesn't feel so gimmicky. All right, yeah. Um, and I don't like three dimensionality. Have you done three dimensionality raid fights? Have you done, I guess, like in Guild Wars, like when you think of like underwater combat? Have you played MMOs that do a lot of like three dimensional combat? Uh, no, I mean uh, Guild Wars Two, but not in any raid sense. Not yet. You did some Guild Wars Two raiding this weekend, uh, in preparing for End of Dragon. So it's like, yeah, there's definitely. I definitely am not the. I guess the target audience for that question yet. Uh, you know, because again, like I liked what I've seen, but I, I I've seen how it's aged. So at the at the core of it, um, I don't know. Like I really, yeah, I, I'd be interested in experiencing it more and and forming a more insightful opinion. Okay. All right. Uh, see here, the oh, this is a good one. This is a good one. Why hasn't the squadron system been updated yet? Uh, we intentionally stopped updating it. Yep. One reason is we want to improve the quality of trusts in Endwalker, but there's also another big reason. Uh, since it is connected to a future update, there will be an opportunity to talk about this. So please wait a little bit longer I'm this thinking, is one of the bigger ones in here yeah i'm thinking when he says a little bit longer that's friday like i'm expecting really yeah. i think it's further out than that no not the update not but they're going to talk about it i would say i i feel like friday is a big day i feel like i've been you know so set your own expectations but like i'm saying like here's what i've been thinking 
for a long time. And so I, I'm either going to be excited and I'll elated previous predictions and I'm going to be frustrated. Yeah. So I thinks like, we're getting a 10 year plan on Friday. I think we're getting the first of several reveals of the 10 year plan. So I do think we'll, I think we're both thinking it's the same amount of information. I think it'll be split over multiple sessions. Uh, otherwise Friday is going to be a long night. So well, yeah, because either, either you're yeah. going to be there Friday and you're just, I'm going to be like, dude, they just honestly just got started and you're going to be getting there at 11 yeah. or you're going to get there at 11 and we're going to learn about the new Final Fantasy foot massager. Um, <laughs> like, Sorry, buddy, you missed it. Sorry. It's over. You missed People it. People are stacking chairs. Uh, <laughs> Let's see here. Um, uh, we I, I think it's really telling. What's up? We've got to go back up, by the way. Oh, I missed one? Yeah, man. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> My bad, everybody. We, got, we missed, I think, more than one. We did? Yeah, I think we were like whole page. Oh, goodness. I must have like super scrolled. Yep. Um, bigger maps, more dimensioning. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah. All right, I'll let you take this one then. I've already done this. Uh, I was like, I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember. Thing. Just jumping right to that. Uh, okay. Could you add weather and time selection to GPOs? Due to the many concerns that, ha uh, due to my concerns, so this is Yoshi P speaking for himself, not Brian. Uh, <laughs> this hasn't been implemented. There are many voices in the global version that are also calling for this, but MMOs are not just individual, but shared among many people. And I don't think it would be good for one person to become like a God and change the weather at any time. Meaning when you go into G pose, you're still in the world. You're still in the world. So that effect in and of itself, I bet is costly. Cause I remember how pissed people got about stickers. Imagine being like, guys, we had to cut the next ultimate raid so we can actually have a special like instance of the G pose that pulls you out of that world that you're in into another world. So we can actually have you impact the weather. I mean, so you can freeze time in G pose mm -hmm. on like within the camera state the servers in yeah mm -hmm. you can lock time so that it doesn't continue moving it'd be it's um, easier though to make it your character something as opposed to like what the rest of everybody's experiencing that's what yoshi p's hinting at here right yeah right um i if, if any of you have ever like watched a stream of somebody trying to get a specific shot i was watching sebi webby do one and he was trying to shoot a music video and um like literally he was panning around this dead dragoon Dragoon had like this laid emote and like he wanted it in the sunlight and the shade in Riktika cast over it. He's like, move, move, move. And like, and like the entire production, because he has other people for other so shots, all is like running. They're all chasing the sunlight as they like move through the forest. He's like, okay, stop, stop, stop. And like, get out of the shot. And everybody's clearing on. Uh, so like, there's, there's something there that's added when you have to go get something yeah um as opposed to you know like from the same logic would be like hey how come my retainers can't gather every gathering node in the game like why can't they do every single node in the game and just like as you just start to like extract reasons to go out and be around other players and like why can't i have a market board and all that stuff in my house and then i teleport direct to my house and then direct into instance and then everything is trust enabled and so like like if you just keep pulling back the layers at some point there's not an MMO like at some, and I don't know where that threshold is, right? You're just like on this end, you'll know it's not an MMO. And on this end, you know, it is, and there's all these quality of life things in between. And it's, and like they, each one on its own seems like, man, that would be so nice. Um, but I do think that he has to walk a tightrope on what we should and shouldn't have. Oh yeah. Always, always got to walk that tightrope. Now, which mechanics do you think did the, uh, best job with making? Uh, third place, Ozma's form change mechanic. Second place, Sophia's scales mechanic. First place, 
Eden's Gate Spell in Waiting. Very cool. I like Spell in Waiting a lot. Yeah. It immediately made sense. Immediately. Like, do you remember, like, cosmetically, like, in normal, the first run, you saw it and you were like, oh. Like, it, like, it just, it was oh, so good. Now, back to the squadrons uh, thing. It says the TL note here is, what are your thoughts and what this could mean? I have to wonder if this is medium term plan on phasing them out or combining squadrons with the expanded trust system to cover one through 72, or maybe they're just reading too much into it. That's the note that I've made. And art, like, I feel like the, the trusts or something needs to come backwards uh you know we've talked about it at a minimum maybe like for praetorium and like the like now we've seen trust as a part of an eight man kind of kind of system kind of fixing kind of some of these like gaps as opposed to like a full implementation um because it's very rare i love i've always stated that whenever they take something from the new expansion and bring it into the core game that's a love letter to the community because that takes a lot more work than uh, than people think it does. It's very complicated work to go back into the game itself and say, hey, we added this like we see with the fates, like the fate changes right now or fates forward with the with the bicolor gemstones. If they ever go and add bicolor gemstones to the fates in ARR, et cetera, et cetera, like that's a love letter to the community because that takes a lot more work than just adding that in that expansion and, and forward. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, so you and I were at the media tour when they revealed trusts mm -hmm. and we were given an interview with Yoshi P and we asked, okay, so how long till this goes? You know, Backwards. Like, 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 just like, like, <laughs> oh, how naive we were. And he basically explained to us that like, trusts are an individual script thing. So I don't think it's gonna be a light switch where it just says, and one to 70. I think you're going to see it be something that gets added the same way that our orchestra and scroll type comment did earlier, mm -hmm. where it's one at a time. So it's going to start by saying, guys, I'm excited to announce that, um, you know, the, 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 the trial that everybody memes into the ground is no longer going to be in trial roulette. That is now a trust scenario for those players moving forward. You will still be able to manually queue for it, just like the optional dungeons. Um, but you will no longer get that as part of your trial roulette. It's a waste of time. It's not very good experience. Uh, it's not a great, it's not a great, like enjoyable, like, like I'm not talking XP, but like, it's not an enjoyable process to get that. Um, and then next we'll add one of the story eight mans. Yeah. Um, and so like, I think it would be added slowly. I don't think it's a, now everything Sustasha forward is, is good. Um, or like, oh, all of heaven's word is added to trust. I don't think it'll be that black and white if if it ever does go back mm -hmm. right all right uh since eden's verse damage downs have been added uh versus volms what was the reason for the change in debuffs uh for high difficulty content i think this is superior to the damage increase debuff in various aspects. With the damage up debuff, the healer is burdened and it's difficult to adjust for the effect size. With damage down debuff, the healer is not burdened and it is more fair. It also allows for groups to practice more before actually hitting the enrage. So it doesn't, it does punish the group, but it doesn't punish one specific role within the group itself, if that makes sense. Because ultimately you're kind of accomplishing the same thing. It only just lets you progress further in the fight in theory what do you think yeah I, I for how scripted our fights are in 14 i think seeing the fight is a big part of it so anything that lets you see more fight um 
having somebody lay dead on the ground because they're a black mage and they took two vulns and got smacked by something a third time and died. And then they blame the healer. Oh, I didn't get heals. Right. As opposed to just like nerfing their DPS into the ground, which in theory we're not measuring anyway. Um, <laughs> and then when the party falls short, we just yeah. know that like, hey, more would have been better. And they're like, oh, I was pushing my buttons. It's like, yeah, but you had 27 damage downs. Um, so I, I think it's a better play. I think that twice come and thrice come rune is better. Yeah, I like those mechanics too. But obviously, this they have a they have a different uh, approach to it. Now, could there be a way to confirm when hunters have killed an S rank? See, this is back to the weather thing. Um, this way, it would become content that can be done in a detached way. When what we want is for players to exchange information, it's a joint endeavor of players using external sites to track S rank spawns. So we don't want to make it too convenient. Yeah. So that kind this of is, this is like if the world would right. notify you that she was up. Right. So uh, and when I get into various debates about um, the, the state of MMO within Final Fantasy 14, um, because everybody kind of has a different opinion depending on when they came into what the MMO genre is. And as somebody who played more sandbox, like I would go, oh, that's what I look more. And that's what I always am trying to be clear about. But when I get into these discussions like on Twitter or, on, you know, like on a stream, people tend to bring up the hunts as a MMO piece of content. And actually, I agree. The hunts are very multiplayer. And what you, what they just answered here for you is literally that. Like if they take that away, that, uh, you know, like, hey, this is content that we want you to talk we have content where you do not need to talk, but we want also content that where you need to talk like that is what is a part of what MMO is. And so people are like, Oh, 14 is an MMO because they have hunts. And I go MMO. That's an MMO piece of content, but it's, you know, as a whole, like that's why I say 14 as a final fantasy game sits on top of one because it has all these different avenues for you. And that's not a diss on the game. That's just my interpretation of the term. And so I'm really happy the OCP said that because like if they go, like you said, like the, the, the risk is, is that you end up saying you're taking away every ability. And then all of a sudden the players look up and they're like, why isn't this just a single player game? Like, why isn't this, like, why is this game online? And I have a subscription at all, you know, like where, where's the, where's the community? And it's like, oh, the community all just kind of went their own way into their own little friend group. What do you think? I, I agree with you to counterpoint because, you know, I, I agree with you. Mm hmm but from the other direction, have you, how much content have you gotten to do in Guild Wars at next level? Um, like in terms of like fractals? I haven't done the Just fractals anything, yet. Anything. There's but a yeah, whole I've, world I've got a couple of max content. levels. I've mostly been leveling. Like that ends up being kind of my, my thing I enjoy so, relaxing wise. But go ahead. So there's a couple of things that you need to do at max level, depending on your objectives. There's a bunch of objectives. It's a lateral based game. So you kind of just pick a direction and go that direction. Um, for people that are just out in the world, sometimes you'll just see some giant boss and there's a whole bunch of people fighting it and you just join on in. Mm -hmm. And so they kind of act like hunts. They're these big world bosses. Um, there are people who need specific drops from specific world bosses, in which case their schedule is actually posted. So there's an official, well, I don't know if it's official, but there's a tracker on the website. I believe it's official. Mm -hmm. Um, it seems to be perfectly accurate. And so there's a tracker, there's a website where you can hop out and you can go see exactly when that boss will be up again. Um, and you can go sit there and farm it. Uh, and so there are kind of these notices. Uh, you don't know when it goes down, but you do get notified like what world events are going on at what time. Um, and so you end up with this mix of like hardcore players that are there for that specific drop. They know the fight. They're there to ha they're happy to tell people if we need to split into groups, what we need to do. 
Um, and then there's new players who are just like, I don't even know what's going on. And then there's players who are like, hey, I just got to level cap. I'm just going world event to world event because these things are freaking awesome. Um, so the counterpoint would be that by telling us more um, about what's going on, maybe in-game, we could incentivize that more. That That's still true. doesn't mm -hmm. justify having us know when it goes down. Mm -hmm. um, it's more about linking direct to the external sites and saying, like, we want to help you track when it's up. Here's a um, thought, and I'd love to know, and this is just brainstorming, legitimately just popped in the top of my head. What if, in terms of, like, the RPG, there was a way that you as a player got to equip a trait and now assume that there's these traits that you could choose from, right? And that trait gave you a notification of when a certain hunt, like, hey, you're feeling a presence of danger, you know, in this area, etc. Meaning not everybody would have that. And thus, you get to choose if that's something you want. And then you could also then, in terms of like a guild or community, be the, the, the hunt caller, right? So that the system doesn't actually become hey, we're notifying everybody. The system is like, whoa, guys, spider sense tingling, you know, typing in chat. Like, this is what's about to happen. And then it has that, in a way, it's a feature that the game offers, but it's a feature that basically gives the responsibility onto players who choose to opt in. Hunts kind of have that now, but you have to be in zone. You got to be um, a part of these link shells, but yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. Like, they have a thing that tells your senses or whatever. Like, it, it pops up in the, in the chat log, mm -hmm. um, the event log. Um, so they, they kind of have that. Well, imagine being like when there's an, an, Ulda when there's an like... A rank, but it won't notify you like when you're an Ulda yeah. that there's something going on in Thule. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, it's not going to tell you that. So that would be, that would be a shift. Um, I will tell you like the, this community as a whole has been trained and conditioned that all characters can do all things. Mm -hmm. And so anytime Yoshi P has given us choice, people have said, cool, I'll take all of them. So like, we don't. <laughs> We're not very good at understanding that like for for choice to matter, it is just as much about the road not taken as the road that is. The answer can't be, yeah, I, I went left and right. Like that's that's not how choice works. And so like we have a game here that has never asked choice of us in the past. So that would be a huge like how do you decide which zones even if every player gets to sense a single zone, mm -hmm. how do people not just like all pick the same zones and then get mad that like well why can't i favorite three zones why can't i favorite 10 zones and so at some point it just gets to where you're just right. getting the feature that's being asked for here yeah tell me when it's up tell me when it's down <laughs> all right um are there mechanics that there are mechanics that can be skipped depending on the boss's hp do you take this into account during development all right, so it says, uh, we do consider it in 2.x. It was often the case that a phases change depending on HP, but unexpected skips sometimes occurred. We didn't make much use of uh, this in the uh, Omega raids, but the reason why uh, it was difficult to adjust the balance. So I think that makes that makes sense. And that's why we, you know, that's why DPS actually became such a priority because you could be like, oh, we can we can cut down on all kinds of things we have to worry about. What do you think? Um, the problem with tying something to a percentage is you either have to be okay with like, there being times that people want to have to pull DPS because like pushing into the next phase hurts them. Mm -hmm. So stop dots, stop dots. Yeah. Um, or you end up kind of rushing phases. What happens if you skip phases? If you have a trigger at 50% and 25% and we come back 
<clears throat> what happens when people come back and run it as legacy content, kind of blast it down, which like our Wondrous Tales log encourages us to do. So like, that's not just like, oh, well, some people are doing that unsynced, but that's an optional thing. No, no, the game actively encourages you to do unsynced content. Um, but then in addition to that, um, you, you have to think about like, how does that feel? Um, it, it just, it doesn't feel good long-term is really what it comes down to. Yeah. Is, is it causes weird things later. It causes things to break. Uh, and it doesn't create a really immersive experience as opposed to saying like after this much time because it forces it or you have to have this involve. And so for any of you that have done your MSQ roulette re recently, it doesn't feel good when like the boss drops to 0.1% and you're all still doing damage and it doesn't die. Right. You're like, oh, so I guess you can't die then. Any of you who have played Lost Ark, we have, you know, like, in it, oh, so I guess the NPC has to come in and last hit this for me. Yeah. Like I, and then, and then, and then we get, and then we show up in town and they're like, you guys did equal things. And it's like, yeah, it yeah, yeah, equal yeah. Eagles. I got him to, I got him to point one and then it, and then an animation locked me. Okay. Um, it just, I don't think it feels, it sounds good. And it's how a lot of old MMO fights were done. But I think there's a reason that encounter design has matured beyond that because long-term they've found better solutions. Yeah. Um, is the crystal tower in the first safe? Uh, it's already secure. The Crystal Tower is from the future timeline after the Eighth Calamity, and it was strictly regulated by Garland Ironworks. Uh, I got nothing to really add there. <laughs> All right. Are there any plans for more difficult solo content, such as the Bajja Duels? Uh, I think it would be a waste for it to end there. I'd like to do something with it in the future. Um, for example, if you could be challenged by Gilgamesh on the source maps or by Seidu in Azim's step, uh, players could gather to watch. That would be very MMO-like. I absolutely love this answer. I think it's essentially like taking what I interpret this then as is like, hey, we've developed this and we've talked about critical engagements and things like that being brought into the open world. And I think that would be something exciting, but tapping back into a couple of things here, you end up having Yoshi, if you talk about the difficulty in the, and the designing, you also have the difficulty in making sure that those maps are populated. And why would people want to go do that? But here's the, here's the real thing that I pull from that would be very MMO like, I think what well, I think we're going to lean more into that adventurer as opposed to that story narrative warrior light. Um, that we've been on for the last like, you know, seven, eight years now. So like there's a couple little hints here that I that I'm gathering and I'm obviously making my own assumptions, but that's just what we do. We're making our own commentary and why we think the way we think. So what do you think about this answer, Chris? I think um, Mr. Happy actually asked, I believe it was Mr. Happy that asked if we could get the um, if we could get the world boss type fate events of the last relic grind to come out in the fates of mm -hmm. endwalker yeah uh, this was pre-endwalker launch so could we start to integrate that like there was a more interesting fate system to see the fate in shadowbringers we added bicolor gemstones which added a lot to the way fates felt but it didn't really change the way fates function mm -hmm. and so could we bring in some of the bosjan zadnor aspects of the way we interact with those fates out into Endwalker fates so that there were more roaming bosses. We could trigger events that pulled people from the zone into it and things like that. Um, and Yoshi talked about that not being really possible because of the amount of resources involved. Um, this tells me that that is not an issue of the devs 
not having anybody on the team that thinks that'd be a cool vision. It's literally just a resource thing. Mm -hmm. Because saying Gilgamesh on source maps, say to an Azim step, sounds like what Mr. Happy was asking about as a, wouldn't it be cool if? So that just tells us the thing about resources, like things get cheaper to integrate over time in theory. Right. They don't in actuality always, but like it does tell us that there may come a day where this game either has enough extra resources or the game has been reworked in such a way that things are cheap enough. Uh, they talked about with the trust system. They have actually spent a lot of work this time around on the trust system on kind of back insides to it to make sure that it would not have to take as senior of a experience level of a dev to work with it. That they made it to where lower level devs on the team, maybe less experienced devs, would be able to use it. And that means that now there's more people that can spend time in that tool, which means that tool can be used for more things. Mm -hmm. And so if fates go through a similar rework, maybe you start to see things. We talked about that with Unreal's. I hope they're designing these in a way where they're scalable. Yeah. Imagine if they design fates so that they're scalable, so that not an Endwalker, but maybe next expansion, some of the Endwalker fates can make their way into that expansion. At first, that'll feel a little weird, but what happens when they work backwards? And okay, now... Shadowbringer fates and Endwalker fates and 7.0 fates are all taking place in 8.0 zones. And you start to just layer and layer and layer so that these can feel like these really crazy events are going on and you're out there and there's just things popping up and there's all these callbacks and there's fun loot and it's more emergent gameplay. Now, uh, we do have a new question and this is a big one, but we also just got raided by Ruricon. <laughs> Guys, if you're not following Ruricon over on YouTube, uh, honestly, just awesome guy. We podcast with him. On Crystal Core, we also pod with uh, I podcast him with more on Epic Loot. Uh, just been playing Lost Ark. I'm very excited to talk more about that with him as well. So That's what he was playing today, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I was hanging. I, I like to lurk. Yeah, yeah. I'm a lurker. He hadn't found the Ark yet. Uh, he's, he's, he's failed. Well, yeah. never mind. Don't follow him. He's completely failed. It's you. still lost. He's still lost. <laughs> All right. Uh, you're it, the questions to you. This is my answer. So, <laughs> <clears throat> okay. Are there plans for a new deep dungeon? No, stop asking. Go home. <laughs> You're drunk. <laughs> uh, yes, there have been many requests on this for the global market. We plan to implement a new deep dungeon in 6.x. Now, how and that looks like they've also talked about like relic and like all these systems and things like they built. I'm I really one of the things about the surge and especially the content drought going in Endwalker was just how much we got to jump into into the deep dungeon. And I the only thing my only thing that I wished about that system was to have my level capped stuff uh, just because I was like, man, I would love to do this with all of my skills. And that was just my and, and take it or leave it like you don't have to agree with it. But that's where I was like, I actually really enjoy the system. I really, really like the system. And to see it come back, and Yoshi P's talked about that, that he, you know, they he was like, oh, they really, people really missed that. They took those resources and put them into Eureka, uh, into, excuse me, into Boja. Um, and so maybe we'll see some kind of stuff happening in the, in the long run with that. So I'm very excited that for this answer. What do you think, Chris? Um, I was not as surprised as you are. Uh, this has been something that, like, the last several interviews have been this straightforward that it's coming mm -hmm. and the only thing we're missing is a timeline the patch on when it drops that we know it's coming in 6.x but 6.x is, is it's long we long. We, we don't even know if it, had, um, if it goes start... five like it could like we will find out friday maybe we get up two years they could be like well i think they were probably going to try to reset so we could get a point six or points you know like because i right. think that yoshi p is like i would rather launch this in the summer than have to do that what we did against so all of the winter half year expansion could be in theory we just started we just 
started. So, yeah. like, it doesn't really give us anything about timeline. Um, historically, he does not tell us what is in point two, point three, point four, and point five um, during the point one live letters. Mm -hmm. So, I don't expect us to get a timeline on this yet. Yeah. Um, I think it will be added not in point one because point one we've got PvP housing ultimate. Like we've got plenty mm -hmm. um, for a point one patch. It's a meaty patch for everything from hardcore all the way down to casual players. Um, it's a meaty, meaty patch. And so there's no reason to put anything else in it. You should save those things and beef up point two and point three and point four. Um, so I don't think it's, I don't think it's yet. Yeah. Uh, how, right. how has it decided uh, which NPC characters to make into minions? Are there plans to make minions of villainous characters? This is a big question. This is a big question. Uh, Chili Demon, Houdat, and Prince Nerva supporting us. Thank you so much. Let's jump into this. This actually ended up being one of the more revealing questions that I would have never thought to ask. Um, Monster-style minions are left to the device of the responsible team. But for NPC minions, they are all checked in order to avoid spoilers. NPC minions are only made when their character has finished their role so please think if that character does not have a minion they still have yet a role to play now what's odd about this is there are minions of scions are there not are there mm -hmm. no scion minions yeah there are and they still have a role to play at the time that those minions are added and then there's other minions that like so like this is targeting specifically villainous characters mm-hmm I don't know. It's a weird question. Yeah. And it makes you want to go back. And then also, like, to avoid spoilers. And you're like, ah. You're saying every NPC's minion is not, like, kind of spoilery? <laughs> I don't know. It's a weird question. And it makes you ask a lot. Yeah, it's a weird question. Okay. Are the development team's intended strategies and the player strategies similar? It's uh, half and half. We don't want players to intimidate, uh, in, in, imitate, in, imitate? Imitate. Thank you. I was like, I see, I am eight. <laughs> it's like, where's the, where's the IT? Uh, our strategy is too much, but instead, really come up with our own. We are shocked when we see the mentor marathon strategy for uh, second coil turn four. And that's always kind of the thing. Like, it's, you know, we talked about DPS meters a little bit. Uh, and it's that that's they the have rage fight, right? Well, they have we it. We found it was easier to let it enrage and just heal through it than yeah. to do the intended mechanic, which is interesting. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and then essentially you have, uh, yeah, <laughs> that was the uh, good, uh, good time. No, the second coil. No, the enrage fight was that it? no, that's a turn two. Oh, is uh, it turn two? Uh, yeah, like uh, for the first coil, was, but yeah, like, but I'm sure like, that was another moment where they're like, oh. <laughs> um, but it's interesting to always see like, I've, you know, we've seen them and they hang out in the various different streams and it's like kind of seeing how people adapt to their various mechanics. And obviously like this comes down from me speaking as a, a developer, like the, I might design something one way and then it's always interesting to see how people then interact with that design. And you always find people will have different things that they, how they interpret. And that's always val valuable information. 
So then you can take that information and be like, okay, we saw that they did it this time. And uh, you end up, I think where he means half and half, like there is a little bit of give and take because they were able to watch the streams and see kind of that information. You know, it does have an impact on their like future designs and, and vice versa. But yeah, cool. Um, is it possible to increase the number of UI hot bars? We can't give a firm commitment, but we'll consider it. <laughs> firm commitment. Uh, and then our last question. Oh, what is the most important thing to think about when making Final Fantasy XIV's world and story? As the director, astonishment and empathy are the most important things to me. Um, the scenario is made so that there are elements where uh, it's good to think about our own society. We try not to make perfect characters and we try to accept different ways of thinking. And that's, I think, uh, when he nails that, I feel that throughout the story of Final Fantasy XIV. It's that the development of characters, the other, the juxtaposition of various different points of view and how that all plays, plays along in the, uh, in the, in the grand scheme of things. Um, utterly quite fascinating other, uh, you know, that's just my take. What do you think, Chris? Um, yeah, I, I think that, uh, that the, what they think about with writing has, has always been like a story of redemption, but has always been baked in reality. It's always been baked in, flawed characters uh and that's what allows us to care it's yeah. it's one of the reasons that i get frustrated when people say like if this person dies then like i can't like this game like to live in a world where things have to be have to work out it's just not the world that final fantasy is like it, and so like it, it has grit it has moments where things don't work to plan and that's part of it and the fact that you would be hurt by their loss um, is a sign that they really matter. The fact mm -hmm. that we should legitimately fear that and we should not just say, you know what? Yoshi did come down and say that officially this person has plot armor and will never ever hurt and, and die. And so every time they're in danger in the cutscene, we can pretty much just go make popcorn because we know they're going to be fine. Yeah. Um, that kind of takes away from it. So I, I appreciate that. Absolutely. Well, guys, that was the Q&A. Uh, epic, epic stuff. And this week is going to be filled with information, lots of discussion, uh, and so much more. Chris is feeling better. He like you had some travel, and then you were like feeling sick last week. We got Lost Ark. We got Guild Wars Two. Yeah, MMOs are back, baby. Like at the core of it, like I am as a MMO fan, I am just like on cloud freaking nine right now, and uh, it's exciting to see so much. And there's a lot that we can kind of start to wonder about based off of this Q and A alone. But we're gonna have more information to share with you guys on Friday. Chris, why don't you take us out? Guys, remember, Friday, uh, 6 p.m. PST, adjust for time zone accordingly. Uh, that is dinner time here in the CST, so we will be covering that. Brian will come in late. Um, these are several hours long. This one does look like it'll be live translated if they ever are not. The Final Fantasy XIV Reddit Discord uh, are the heroes that make that possible for all of us that don't speak Japanese. Uh, and so thank you to them, as always just in case always just always thank them even when we don't need them thank you for what you do uh and so that is what we are are doing so we'll be covering that lots of information coming this one will include the 10-year plan in theory this is something they have not done since the 2.0 stuff so this is this is a definite change of pace for us so we'll be along for the ride with you expect that coverage to be here and until then take care <laughs>